When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Good morning, Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SCNZ. Yes, Monday after a big old weekend. I was listening to Net Sky down here in Otatahi, Christchurch. A big old beautiful sad day, but on the other side, the flip side up there in the far north, it's all happening. Maybe hasn't reached Auckland at the moment, but I know for sure the far north has been getting hammered. Following Matt Watson on his Instagram, man, his house is getting pounded. So, Kempe, hopefully your house in Kirikiri is doing okay. Mm. Good morning to you, Kempe. How you doing? Oh, morning, brother. Yeah, it's, uh, oh, it's sort of everyone's holding their breath up here at the moment. Uh, I've been following Matt Watson too, brother, and that, um, mm. that Instagram page that he's got. And just watch that storm roll in from early yesterday afternoon till, oh, what? early hours of this morning when he's out there tacking his roof back together. So, um, yeah. yeah, hopefully, mate, I haven't heard anything yet, but I'll have people having a look at it t- uh, today sometime. I still haven't seen the worst of it, but I hope everyone's safe out there. It's it's airy out here in, in Tamaki Makaurau. Like, you know, there's no one on the streets. Everyone's sort of locked down everything. Then we're just sitting here waiting, waiting for it to happen. So um, we'll keep everyone updated on that as the, as the morning goes on, but um, just make sure everyone's safe out there. Yeah, stay at home if you can. I know there's plenty of you staying home, and uh, we're actually a little bit questionable whether you guys will be able to get into the studio, but um, you've got the clearance, and you're in there today, and we'll hopefully keep you up to date throughout the morning. But, yeah, like Kempe said, just look after yourselves, stay safe, batten down the hatches, and uh, hopefully Gabriel can pass, and it doesn't actually uh, reach Auckland, Kempe. What time are they thinking? Maybe it'll reach later on this morning. This Later afternoon, today, well, yeah, like mm. this afternoon, it's been it's been pretty scrawly up here. The the um, the wind, especially, it's coming and going, big gusts. Like even driving in this morning, you know, there's a few um, branches off trees and stuff like that. But it hasn't been consistent. Mm. The thing I know about cyclones, having surfed all my life, is that they they do tend to be unpredictable. Um, yep. You know, you could be saying, "Oh man, you've got a real good cyclone coming down. Let's head up to this spot for." A surf, and then when you're heading there, it just d- d- um, decides to take a left turn and head off out back out to the ocean. So, I think with this one though, by reading about it, it is so big um, that it ain't gonna miss New Zealand. It, it's gonna, it's coming down, and obviously hit Northland last night. And what they do, what they're expecting here this afternoon, we've got all the warnings, is that it's hitting Auckland this afternoon. So, um, I'll keep you posted. I'll keep you posted on yep. how things are going this afternoon. Beautiful, beautiful. Well. Everyone around the country, look after yourselves. She's beautiful down here in, 
in Christchurch and had a bloody great weekend actually. And yesterday <laughs> was, was a good day. They really <laughs> <laughs> had a good day down here at Urban Polo on Saturday. It was beautiful weather and then kicked on into the night. But yesterday was a little bit of a, a slow day down here in the Dag household. But what a day to just sit back and watch sport. And there was plenty going on over the weekends, which we'll talk about throughout today's show. But, Kempe, what have we got on today's show, mate? Yeah, just coming up after seven, we'll be catching up with Ben Graham and Jared Waitley from SEN, who will be talking NFL Super Bowl and calling the game mm. live here on SENZ. So if you don't have any power, get some batteries out and put it in your radio, switch it on to SENZ, and you'll get that call, the NFL. That's the big news today. Around 740 We'll talk to Jeet Ravel about the Northern Braves and their second win, seven-wicket win actually in the Super Super Smash Trophy over the Canterbury um, side. So that's at 7.40 and after eight, we'll talk UFC with Alexander Kayleigh and taking his thoughts on the Perth card yesterday. And to round it out the show, we'll um, talk some cheese steaks. You know those cheese steaks? <laughs> <laughs> Before the NFL and catch up with our one and only Philly captain. How good. We'll swing by, chat to Paulie Mawadi, of course, and we'll keep everyone posted on the weather throughout the morning up here in Tamaki Makaru. Beautiful. Big show. Yeah, NFL Monday, Kempe. Doesn't get any better if you're an NFL fan. And uh, all eyes, all eyes will be on Jordan Mailata. He's playing uh, offensive tackle for the Eagles. He's a Pacific... Pacifica player, and I had a wee look, mate. There's over 70 active Pacifica players playing in the NFL at the moment. So it was a real pathway, genuine pathway for these players. He's just signed a US $40 million, million guaranteed contract with the Eagles. So he is just really paid away, mate. He's getting a healthy paycheck. Great story. 170 kilos. But too big probably for the rugby and league field, but he was, I was reading a little bit about it. When you're playing OT and the offensive tackle and you're looking after probably the most prized um, position when you're in that O-line, you've got to protect the one and only, the golden child that is the quarterback. Have you seen the movie The Blind Side? Yeah, that's a, a great movie. Michael Orr. Great movie, Oof. and uh, Sandrick Bullock plays a plays a good mother in that mm. one. Um, but Jordan Malata, the the story of him in rugby league and how he was told that he was too big for the game and decided to go to the NFL and have a crack through their pathway and just cr- mate have a crack. He's cracked it. NFL Super Bowl doesn't get any better than that. And uh, money to boot on the back of it, just so that you know. I actually sent him a text to try and get him on uh, our show Did last ya? week. Yeah, but obviously nice. a little, little bit too late. And that he's just been big news. I don't, I don't know if you know, but he's he's also got a voice on him. Man, he can sing. Mm. He is he is so talented across the board. Um, so hopefully he can pick up a ring, mate, because that they'll make a movie about it, mate. If he picks up a ring today, guarantee they make a movie about it. Mate, it's awesome. It's awesome. When you think of the names, I was looking through the names. You got Tua Tungavailoa at the moment. You got Vita Vea. Uh, you got Troy Polamalu that used to play for the Steelers. Probably one of the best. Um, linebackers playing in the game. You got Jesse Williams. You got Mark Noor. Oh, there's so many big names that have played for part of the Pacific Islands. So that is coming up after this live here on SCNZ. And Ben Graham and Gerard Waitley will come on later on in the morning to talk about the NFL Super Bowl. And you got to remember, if you are a sports fan at the moment, the Waste Management PGA Golf Competition is concluding today. 
And you've got Scotty Scheffler leading the way. So if you're in Arizona, Scottsdale, it is the weekend to boot. Oh, that is the best golf tournament ever. But UFC, Kempe, oh, what a card. What a fight. What? Just, yeah, that, that Volkanovski, and I've just seen him tweet too. He's watched the fight again. He reckons he got ripped. He got rigged. I did too. He won two, four, and five, he reckons, in the rounds. I thought it would be a, yeah, I thought he'd done enough at the end because you think of Islam Makachev and when he put on that, in that, in that fight, like he was really, he's, he's a, he dominates the ground. Very good at the clinch, very good on the wrestle. You know, he's, he's very tough to beat. He'll try and take you to the ground and, and choke you out and put you under a lot of pressure. But Volkanovski, and there was a, a beautiful quote from one of the commentators said, well, you ain't going to get under that neck because he ain't got a neck. <laughs> so he was sitting, <laughs> he, he was like, he was on the ground and he was just looking around laughing. He was whispering to Islam, let's get on, let's stand up and just throw things, mate. Like, let's not take it to the ground. So the only reason I can see why he got the decision in the end, he got four from nine takedowns and there was, a, I think it was a second or third around when he was just on the ground for about four minutes and dominated, but not really dominating. Like, they were both punching each other in the head. He didn't have him under extreme pressure. But, yeah, it was interesting, Kempe. I, I thought mm. he'd done enough, Volkanovski. Yeah, look, I, I thought he'd done enough too. The the, the only thing that you, you, you've you got to take into account that he's got to take the title off Marcus Sheff and you've got to take it off him convincingly. You mm. don't want to – they wouldn't want to split it. Because it, it was split. The decisions would have been so close to whether or not they gave it to Alexander the Great, but – Mate, I thought I thought he actually done enough. He actually wanted to fight. He didn't want to go to the ground. Makashev's too good on the ground, um, but he mm. couldn't dominate that. Even the defence of uh, Volkanovski was absolutely superb. So uh, he was fit as a fiddle, mate. After that, his fitness is unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it sort of makes sense because you know, up in the up in the Queensland Cup, he was a he was the smallest front. He was a front rower, mate. Do you know that he was a front rower in rugby league? running around, and um, he was obviously a lot bigger than he is now, but he's got an engine on him. He's got an absolute engine on him. And I, th- I thought, you know, he'd done enough, but you know what it, you know what it is when you go to those fights. If you're going to a title fight, you've got to win the title. You can't you can't leave it up to the judges. Yeah, you can't. you got to take it out of their hands, and you got to uh, make them take But I thought he did enough. I thought he did enough, and it really sets up. If you watch the... the um, the co-main event, he had Yer Rodriguez taking on Josh Emmett. And that Yer Rodriguez, I reckon, he, I reckon he is so, so talented. Do you see those kicks he was putting into those ropes? Next oh, one. Next they name. would drop. Yeah, they would drop anyone. They would <laughs> drop anyone. So that really sets up a, a beautiful um, a beautiful pay-per-view fight coming up when you got Volkanovski taking on Yer Rodriguez. So there was some beautiful fights throughout that year. Justin Tuffer, you see that punch on Parker Porter? Bang! Knocked out the American to really forge his weight into the, in the heavyweight division. He's one to watch as well. He's five, six wins and three losses for the big man. But I think the big t- big talking point, Kempe, has to go back to one of the first f- fights in the early prelims. You had Shane Young. Yeah, Shane Young, two years out of the fight game, he's come back. He was facing a, a guy that hadn't was making his UFC debut and lost on points. Now this sets, makes up for an interesting scenario for a young Shane Young. He's lost his last two or three in the UFC. This was his real redemption time to come back and really show Dana White what he's got, and he went down. 
And I watched his Instagram post that he was heartbroken. He a lot of emotions coming through mm. his voice, his body. So what does Shane Young do now? Does he continue on and fight? Which you hope he would do. But whether he'd get another opportunity in the UFC to be on a, on a big card is the big question. Like, he's lost his last three, so his kind of his credentials will be going, will be wavering a wee bit in Dana White's eyes. Yeah. And uh, look, Shane Young is, mate, fit, fit young man. Mm. Uh, I saw, I caught mm. up with him uh, over the Christmas period preparing for this bout, and um, he was in he was in real good spirits. You know, he looked, mm. geez, he looked good. He'd been training the house down, so... To go out there and not get the win after having such a, a long layoff, he would be absolutely devastated. Um, does he stay around? Uh, the, the question: Does he stay around? I, look, I think he does. I think he's. Mm. I think he's one good, so. good win away from from kicking on because he's certainly putting in the effort in the in, on the training field, um, and he just needs a little bit an ounce of luck. So mm. yeah, he's a good kid. Yeah, look, I looked at that Instagram post that came up um, yesterday too, when he was absolutely devastated. I felt for him, you know, having spoke to him at Christmas time, I was sort of um, rooting for him in that fight as well. But you know, it's the fighting game, mate. It's the thing with fighting yeah. game. It's a little bit different than you know team sport. You're you're in that battle. Um, things you know they don't go your way on the night. Well, they don't go your way on the night, and there's nothing you can do about it. So he's just got to regroup. Yeah, he does. He does for sure. Well, it wasn't the only thing happening over the weekend. There was plenty of sport going on, Kempe, oh, and tons. one of the big events, one of the big events that took place, and one of probably the match of the round in terms of Six Nations, was Ireland taking on France. Ireland taking on France in Dublin. All eyes were on that performance, and, well, Ireland, they just dominated from the outset, Kempe. They were just too good. They were. Too good, beating France 32-18, France nearly had an opportunity, and, and led by Peter Mahoney, um, he was very dominant in the sixth position. Then you got Johnny Sexton, who's showing no signs of slowing down. I can't believe he's still going around and dominating in that position. Then you got Hugo Keenan, who probably scored the try of the round. They are just forging on. Was well, Scotland? Who would have thought Scotland, Scotland dominating one. Gats as Wales 35-7. So, hey, it shows you so coaches aren't the, uh, the magical formula that will get the results in the end. Yeah, and I, look, I totally agree about the coaching thing. Maybe we're losing our focus on that and forgetting about the team, mm. you know. I watched the game. I got up early in the morning and turned it on because I, I just got this thing about Ireland and France. You know, they're talking one and two. I thought, oh, I'll get up and watch it. And the intensity of the match played by Ireland was just outstanding across the board. I thought their number eight, um, the Irish number eight, was just superb, mate. Absolutely superb. And um, France, mate, they were they were given a they they were given a bit of a shake up. They stayed in it till real late. They didn't they didn't really get away from the mile until real late, but they mm. definitely won and two in the world. When you watch that game you think, yeah, they've got this one right. They are definitely at the top of their game and the intensity that they're playing Test match football at this time of the year, their preparation for the World Cup is absolutely spot on. That was France's first loss since November 21. November 21, their what 15 games. 15 game win streak snapped at the hands of Ireland. Ireland are very good at that. If you think back to 2016, the All Blacks are on a little record breaking. Um, Games wins uh, kind of situation, and we went over to uh, Chicago, and they snapped it. So Ireland, they do plenty of teams favors, and really ruin it. So well, 
it's time of that morning where we rip into this. Can't wait question of the day. Double eight, double three on the Temper Bedpost text machine or give us a call anytime on the Kinatai phone line. 0800 150 811. Question of the day. Is the quality of games we're seeing out of the Six Nations this year making the Rugby Championship look like a second-rate competition? There you go. Double eight, double three or even better, give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. We'll get Kempi's answer after this, and we'll get read for you a few of these messages. Tim's come through as well. He might have unearthed the next Tony Kemp out of Christchurch down here. So you're listening to Izzy and Kempi <laughs> for breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrance. 25 past 6 on a Monday morning, 13th of February. Hope you're doing okay. You're looking after yourself. There's a bit of the unknown up in the far north, so take care. And give us a call anytime on the Kenatai phone line, 0800 150 11, or give us a text on the Temper Bed Post text machine, double eight double three. Temper and Bed Post, range of mattresses and adjustable bases adapt to the exact shape of your body so you can put your head and feet up in comfort. And our can't wait question of the day is the quality of games we've seen out of the Six Nations this year making the Rugby Championship look like a second-rate competition, Kempi? Yeah, well... I think it does. Like I, I got, I got thinking about it while I was watching the game, and you've got uh, Argentina, Australia, New Zealand, South Africa playing in this rugby championship. But the Six Nations, I think, on the back of the European competition, um, is leading us down the down the down the what are you going to call, call it? Down the drain, mate. You know, we we think down we're the pre- we think we're playing and preparing down here with our Super Rugby and. Championship to get ready to play in this four nation, uh, this World Cup. Uh, I think we're well behind the eight ball. Seriously, mm. I, think, I think we're the yep. we're the Super League of the of the Rugby League um, world. You know, you got the NRL mm. competition, which is if you think about it, and this is where I got thinking. You know, the NRL competition, which is a solid week in week out competition. You don't know who's going to win. They go out and they play and they prepare themselves. And on the back of it, you've got Origin, which is like the Six Nations. The Aussies are getting prepared really well. And then you go and play an international at the year, and they've of course are ready and tell everyone else up. I think the Six Nation has become that competition for the northern um, northern hemisphere teams, and I think we need to start looking at at how we um, combat that down this part of the world. We've got to start adding teams in. We've got to start adding some of these teams to be a part of the the competition down here. That is the premier competition up in the north. And the reason why is they've obviously got a real buy-in from the clubs and access to all of the players over in the north. So they play for two weeks and they have a week off and then they continue on. Then they've got the buy-in. So, look, if I think of a solution and you're able to add teams to the competition down here those teams that first couple of teams that spring to mind we need someone from the pacific and the team that comes to mind is fiji mm. but you got to think of the fijian team the fijian players well the the top players are can all plan around the uh, around the globe you got most of them are playing up in france up in the north and then you've got a couple that are playing in super rugby there is fijian drua that um you know Showing signs of improvement over the last couple of years, but whether they'll be competitive playing against the All Blacks, South Africans, Argentinians, Argentinians, probably not. So if we're going to get to a competition and if Fiji are going to be a part of it, we need access to the top of the top players every single time. Whether they can get the buy-in from the clubs, that's going to be the question. And then you think of another team. You go look at Japan, and you have to get Japan 
in this competition, Kempe. We know that. You know that. 100%. And whether the, the NZR have got, got into bed with them yet, we're unsure. But we'd love to see a Jap- Japan a part of that competition. Knowing what they have done over the last couple of years under maybe not a Jamie Joseph-led team. How about, um, are they afraid? Are they afraid to let the Japanese come in because of where they might take, you know, if you think about the growth of uh, Japan as a nation in the in the rugby circles, are they afraid of the, 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 the quickness of their growth and, of course, the money that comes behind them if they were to be successful would be hard to pull that brand back? So, um, look, I totally agree with you. Japan have to be part of the Asia's, um, the Asian Pacific mixed down here and something that rivals the six nations not the championship I think the championship mm. it doesn't really do that it doesn't really do what the six nations is doing for a fan or a support base up there but even when you say that they they wait for two weeks they rest for two weeks and, and suspend the competitions um, I just think they prepare their international teams for that 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 position of the Six Nations and and the benefit on it over the years you wouldn't we wouldn't have thought too much about the Six Nations would we? Yeah, you know, like you can mm. play your Six Nations up there. The All Blacks are going to come up there and beat you anyway. Now they've gone past us, and mm. we're still sitting down here in a time warp trying to get this championship going. Yeah, and this is a fair comment from Brett. He's he's probably coming in right and hit him right on the nose. RTS had to ask to play preseason. How many eighty minute games? Did he play last year? But they tell him he needs rest. That's why Northern Hemisphere footy is better. They actually play from Brett. They are actually rolling out the best players every single every single time, every single year. But it's because there is separation from the clubs and and the and uh, and the unions. And, and, that, I, look, and that has to stop. Oh, hey, is that mm. has to stop? You go. You know, Roger wants to play eighty minutes, and you get the NZR. Roger needs to play. You get the NZR come over the top of it, saying, "You, you know, we want him only to play forty minutes. We need to rest them. We've got to, you know, this. You know what? The scientists. We need to put them back in a box. <laughs> you know what I mean? The scientists. <laughs> yeah. We need to put them back in a box. We need coaches and mm. players to step up. You think Andy Farrell's going to be told by a scientist, "Hey, look, um, Johnny Sexton, he just needs to play five minutes." Like mm. I can see Faz, he he would have that scientist in the next room, mate. He would, he'd get a bag of sausages and say, "That's even too good for you. Get home." He'd do the Eddie mm. Jones to him. I like we're just too, we're just losing the plot. Yeah, you just need to play. The only way you're going to get better and you're going to get reps under your belt is playing. And RTS has to play. Has to play. That's just the whole. Look, I've, I've been a part of it. You come back, you ease your way, and it's a big season, big year. But if you haven't played the year before, you need to play. And you need to figure out if you're going to give yourselves a chance to go on and and maybe potentially push to that All Black squad that is playing on the World Cup later this year. You need to play a quick one from Dave from Karaka. Good morning, boys. Yes, I think we're a bit behind France and Ireland. I think it all comes from competition. If the opposition is weak, it doesn't help you progress. And the coaching team helps as well. Have a great day. Cheers, Dave from Karaka. They need to play, and they need to play quality opposition. And up there at the moment... And the Six Nation, every team on their day can beat anyone. And this morning, we saw England defeat Italy 31-14, Ireland, France, and Scotland. 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 
Scotland have got a big couple of weeks, Kempe. They're taking on France and then they're taking on Ireland. So the next couple of weeks will determine. It's all Ireland's at the moment. But I can't wait, question. Love to hear from you. Keep the messages coming through. It's the quality of games we're seeing out of the Six Nations this year making this rugby championship look like a second-rate competition. And if we could add another team to the competition down in the Southern Hemisphere, who and why would it be? France, I mean, you're Japan's, you've got Fiji, someone in the Pacific that needs to be competitive, and the only way they're going to get that is buy-in from the clubs to release their top players. We'll shoot off, and we'll come back with some headlines with Joe. Joey B, back in the house with Robbie. Here's Aroha the news for Kubota, building and shaping the future. Seven here on SCNZ is Ian Kimby for breakfast. Time for your Bunnings Trade sports headlines at Bunnings Trade. Helping business is our trade. As Araha just said, the New Zealand Breakers are just one way win away from a return to the NBL finals after polishing off the Jack Jumpers at Spark Arena in a defensive focused affair. It's been five years since the Breakers' last playoff appearance and didn't look like they'd missed a beat, downing the Jack Jumpers 88 to 68 at Spark Arena. So, game two of the series is on Thursday. Hopefully, they can get get it done there. And another basketball news, Curry Irving had 28 points and 7 assists in his debut yesterday for Dallas in a losing effort in overtime against the Kings, 133-128. to And in EPL action, boys, Man City is currently playing Aston Villa. They lead them 3-0 at halftime. I don't know if you saw this yesterday, but legally it is Arsenal drew with Brentford yesterday after the underdogs managed to score a controversial equaliser while one of the players were clearly offside, however, it was not picked up, and players and coaches of Arsenal are clearly peeved. That's your Bunnings Trade headlines at Bunnings Trade. We're here to make you your job easier because helping business is our trade. Bang! Cheers for that little update, Joey. Yeah, the Breakers are back. They are back, and well, they just had to fly straight out of Auckland to get away from. Cyclone Gabriel, they left uh, the, their houses at 3am, had to go for a 6am flight straight to Melbourne to get out and give themselves a chance yeah, to punch their way to the big time. Good to see the Breakers back, Kempe. Good to see the Breakers nice back. Five years, five years since I've had an opportunity to have a playoff chance to punch your way to the big ticket. So, yeah, it's good. Good to see them back. The benchmark. They yeah. are the benchmark, mate. And don't worry, they'll take this in their stride. If they can get on that flight this morning and get back into New Zealand, um, mm. yeah, man, it's going to be good watching them run th- roll through the finals. They're ready. They're ready. They are ready. Modi Moore, come on, punch it home. Anyway, uh, give us a call anytime throughout the morning, throughout the week, and you could win yourself a, a year's supply of Musashi Sports Nutrition. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse and their mates at Musashi. 0800-150-811. And just on that, Kempe, Super Rugby, no one's talking about it. I'm hearing you, Izzy. We need more rest and rotation. Just play half a game until World Cup. But for real, when is Super Rugby? When is it? When does it start? He reckons it'll be a real flop. That is from Chris. Super Rugby starts February 24th, 25th, 26th, the weekend of the February, uh, end of Feb. And um, the Chiefs taking on the Crusaders is the match that will start that competition. It's only just around the corner, and the Crusaders on the weekend went down to the Highlanders. Do you see that try from that hooker, young hooker from the Landers, <laughs> yeah. to win it in the end? <laughs> Who is that? Oh, I tell you, there are though. There are players that just come out of the woodwork, even with some of the league. You know what I mean? Like we're talking Jordan Riki, but did you see his brother? 
Like, no. mate, he was right. He's run out, <laughs> and Jay's gone. Who's that, Ricky boy? And I'm gone. Jordan, I spoke to him last week. She goes, No, the other one. He's a movie star. And I'm like, Oh, you girls, <laughs> they are handsome eh? buggers. Aren't I went, they? That's what I said. I said he's handsome. Mate. You go. Oh my god, he's a movie star. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> they just come out oh. of the woodwork, mate. There's players all over the competition every year mm. that stand. That's just step step up. Like even through some of the trials, you're looking at some of these young kids, and you saw one last week. Um, young Tane come through and at fullback for the Warriors. You just oh. you get you get him this time of the year. You go, oh yeah, that's the kid I want to watch. You know, everyone sign them up, Kempy. Oh, of course. Wouldn't you sign him up straight after that, mate? The kid's on fire. <laughs> they signed him up. They signed him actually the week of, and then that really solidified Webster's um, kind of reasoning behind it and giving him a chance, bringing him in from the training squad to the 30 man squad. So, young Tane, too old picky, is part of that Warriors. Watch that kid. And he reckons fullback's his position, Kimpy. Fullback yeah. is his position. Ooh, it could, mate. You, you know what? And he could play there too. You know, Your chances mm. gone to the World Cup. He's what three weeks into a preseason. Yeah, watch his space. He could play some football there this year. Mm. And just on that competition, Super Rugby, we need to see our players plan. This year, we need to see them plan. It is a big year. Don't get me wrong. And to win that World Cup, it's going to take everything. But you need your squad depth to be there and this is an opportunity where our players that really need reps need to play and there's at the moment they've got a a kind of formula they can't play six more games six games straight they need a rest in between the All Blacks players I don't want that I reckon you have that and I want to see them play every single week to give themselves a chance to go to go that World Cup the only way we're going to compete with the physicality and kind of the set-piece nature that they offer up in the north is reps and opportunities to play. So I want to see our top-line players playing week in, week out. And just quickly, before we shoot off to Quizzy Dag from Tim, he messaged on earlier. Morena lads, hope you had a good weekend. Kia kaha up there, Uncle Oracle. I popped along to Touch Nationals yesterday. It was amazing to see so many talented young people running around the field in the O3 might have found a new Webby in their Crusaders Academy, Daggy. There you go, Tim. Yeah, they would have unearthed some talent. That's where the young Richie Moanga was unveiled mm. in the touch scene. Oh, he's a star. Benji Marshall, comes Sean Johnson. Benji. Oh, mate, they all start. Go watch the highlights on uh, YouTube from these young touch players. This bamboozling defenders left, right, and centre. It's time for Quizzy Dad, Kempe. Get those Oracle clues the clue master Kempe will help you if you get a little bit stuck, but it's not now time to give me and the team a call. Oh eight hundred one five oh eight eleven to take on the quiz master. It is Super Bowl Monday. Ooh, and I know you'll be ready to get yourself a Musashi pack prize pack up for grabs. Get your rig sorted. Give us a call right now. This is how you do it. Quizzy that can play it. This is how we do it. Quizzy that complain. Quizzes on the line, just one at a time. Don't Google a lie. Phone a friend, you'll be fine. Just listen for the signs. TAB with the prize. 50 bucks if you wise. If you're wrong, and then we'll say goodbye. This is how we do it. 
This is how we do it. Quizzy that can play it. Quizzy that can play it. Oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. Now give us a call. Give us a call. It ain't too late. You can call Brenton. I see you. I see you. You've called. And we'll get you in there, list, mate, and hopefully we'll get you a Musashi pack. It is time for Quizzy Dag. If you get stuck, well, don't look any further than the one and only Oracle Kempi. <laughs> He'll give you a wee lending hand. There you go. Timmy from Christchurch, you're up first. Morning, Tim. Morena. Morena to you. Got us a wee name, mate. Someone to look forward to in the future out of the touch arena. Cohen uh, Norrie. Cullen Norrie. He's already, yeah, he's playing. He's uh, he's been in the camps for the um, uh, for the Auckland Blues, but I, I reckon he's actually you know good enough to play for a decent team. Oh, Ooh. so you reckon he look good in red and black? I reckon he look great in red and black. <laughs> no doubt, Webby would have been down there watching, and he would have jotted his name down, mate. We'll give him an opportunity. There you go. Cheers, Timmy. Good luck today, mate. Here we go. Question number one. The Wellington Phoenix went down 2-1 to MacArthur last night, but had two penalties saved. Name either of name one either one of the two penalty takers. Uh, oh, ugh, I can't remember what his name. Uh, can I get a clue, Uncle? Yep. yep. It's the it's the drug agency's name. If they think your urine's a bit sus. Uh, oh. <laughs> USADA. Yeah, but it's not called USADA. <laughs> <laughs> not that one. <laughs> not, not it's a kids. tough one. It's a tough one to me. Oh, man, good luck for anyone. You're going to have to Google this one, I reckon. <laughs> anyway, so we're going to Lammy from Palmy North. P Naughty, how you doing, Lammy? Good morning, gentlemen. How are you today? Very good, very good, mate. We're up and about, ready to rip into a Monday morning. Oh. Question number one. The Wellington Phoenix went down 2-1 to MacArthur last night. They had two penalties saved. Name either one of the two penalty takers. Oh, to be honest, I don't know, so I'll just go Davila Pope. No. Sorry, Lemmy. All good, mate. Have a good day. <laughs> we'll go to Zaid. He'll be all over this. Zaidie, how you doing, mate? Yeah, good Good morning, Izzy Dag. Um, no, yes. I was at uh, Wider Matter on Saturday. Uh, Blues were down. Yes. And then uh, Zahn Sullivan comes back late with a nice try. Um, RTS got some early minutes, got an early try. Um, and how did RTS Blues... look good? Looking good, mate? Yeah, Blues young boy's not too bad. And... Um, yeah, we'll take a take a nice uh, little dub against the Canes. Um, Oscar oh, nice. Zawada. Zawada is correct. There you go. <laughs> Question number two. The Northern Bray took down the Canterbury Kings in the final of the Super Smash for the second year in a row, but name the Canterbury skipper who top scored. Uh, is that is it Chad Bowes? Chad Bowes is incorrect. He has been on fire this year for the Kings, but it wasn't Chad Bowes. Sorry, Zaid. Have a good day. Brett, Lee from, Brett from Huntley. How you going, Brett? Super Bowl, 
Chico por un Monday. That's wings ready. Get those wings ready. What do you, what do you got planned for the morning, Brett? Well, they gave me the day off. It's too dangerous to go to me. Oh, how good, to to mate. Well, there you go. Stay tuned because it's all live here on SCNZ, live out of the Super Bowl. So good luck. Here we go. Question number two. Northern Bray took down Canterbury Kings in the final Super Smash for the second year in a row. Name the Canterbury skipper who top scored. Uh, was that McConchie? Yep. Cole McConchie is correct. Question number three. Round two of the Six Nations took place across yesterday and this morning. Name the three sides that won their games. England beat Italy, uh, Ireland beat the French, and, oh, and the Scots got up, they wasted the uh, gets. Yes, Too Scots easy. wasted Wales at the moment. Question number four, the New Zealand Warriors play their second and final round of the preseason on Sunday. Who do they play and where? Are they playing Melbourne and Crossage? Yes, Melbourne Storm down under, how good. Question number uh, five, to win it all. Arms. Yeah, he did. For Melbourne. Oof. Uh, Kempe, they got a they got a hot shot 19-year-old fullback too, apparently. Yeah, he goes all right. Very good player. That'll be a big loss. Just <laughs> sign him up, Kempe. <laughs> Question number five. Both sides head into the Super Bowl today with the same record across the whole season, including the playoffs. What is the record? Were they 14 and 3? Or was that just regular season? <laughs> Fourteen, including the playoffs, including the playoffs. Top of their division, so they would have played another two, sixteen, and three. And (laughs) sixteen and three, baby. Who's gonna win? Who's gonna win today? Our Chiefs, Manda. Chiefs, man. <laughs> We're the only Chiefs uh, winning today and yeah, this year. If we lost two and I could take another quarterback, I'd take Patty. Because like, oh, he's there's, like, supposed to be that Chiefs dynasty that, you know, they've always been in the AFC Championship playoffs and making Super Bowls and supposed to be a dynasty, but they're a dynasty of one. And if they lose this one, mm. I just reckon that's really unfair on a, on a real good quarterback. Mm. Patty Mahomes. Paddy Mahomes carrying that team on the back, on his back with Travis Kelsey. Well done, Brett. Appreciate your call, mate. We've got a Musashi prize pack coming your way. No doubt you'll put it to good use. Cheers for the call. We'll be back tomorrow for another instalment of Quizzy Day. But coming up, love racing. Yes, it's 6.58. Call any time on the Kennards High phone line 0800 811. The Grand Tour Racing Festival is coming to you. Our love racing update. Both group ones lived up to the hype on the weekend at Tarapa with Sharp and Smart producing the run of the year, in my opinion, to take top honours in the Group 1 Herbie Dykes. Whilst Imperatria's win in the BCD sprint was impressive, smashing rivals by four lengths, um, Sharp and Smart's win three wide the trip from a wide barrier draw was simply outstanding. Graham Rogerson obviously knows the horse when he said this is probably the best horse he has ever trained. What now for Imperatriz though? Aussie is beckoning for the four-year-old uh, Invincible Philly and I'm in, I am Invincible Philly and I'm sure DC Ellis and Mark Walker are excited about taking her offshore. She's sure got plenty of black type uh, to get over there so I'm looking forward to how she goes for the Tangerine Army. Well Louis back tomorrow crew 
and uh, he'll pick up the racing chat from the team. That's it from Uncle Kempe. Remember, gamble responsibly. Eat, drink and get racy. Round up your crew book now at thegrandtour.nz. You're not getting off that lightly, Kempe. That's your part of the show, and everyone is waiting for the oracle. You, you're on a heater, and you're going to continue that fine form, so do not <laughs> run away. Everyone, plus Kevy and his partner, want to hear from you. Coming up, Ben Graham and Gerard Waitley talking Super Bowl. Here's that away off the news. Yes, welcome back. It's Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SCNZ. I hope you're looking after yourself at the moment. I've got family messages coming through from the Hawks Bay, Tauranga, Gisborne, Wellington area. Slowly, lightly drizzle, bit of wind here and there, but not too bad. But the far north has been hammered at the moment. If you're up there, please, please take care of yourselves. Look after yourselves. It's a bit of the unknown out there at the moment as uh, Cyclone. Gabriel hits uh, our shores in the far north and uh, we'll keep you up to date. Well, Aroha, in fact, we'll keep you up to date with what's going on around the country. It's a big old Monday at the moment. There is plenty of sport that happened over the weekend. Like always, give us a text on double eight double three on the Temper Bedpost text machine or 0800 150 811 on the Kenar Typhone lines. And if you are one of those amazing callers, you get a year's supply of Musashi, courtesy of the team at the Chemist Warehouse, coming your way soon. We're going to be talking to our good friends from across the ditch. They're over in Arizona at the moment for Super Bowl. And remember, it's live here on ECNZ and ECN. Our good friends Ben Graham and Gerard Waitley are over in the far, over in the far north in the big smoke over in Arizona. I've been there, Kempe. It is a beautiful part of the world. I was lucky enough to go over to the PGA Waste Management in Scottsdale, Arizona. And, well, that is concluding today. Scotty Schleffler is leading the way. I'm hoping Ricky Fowler can get his first win for, for well, plenty of years. He's been trying to get back in the winning circle. But then, following that, straight into Super Bowl. How good How is good. it? Oh. oh, Let's talk it right now, eh? Let's talk to our good friends over there in Arizona. Yes, America's favourite time of the year has arrived once again, so get your workmates together and take a long lunch. You can catch all the action here, live on SCNZ. We have a couple of gentlemen on the line who will be calling the game for us today out of Phoenix, Arizona. It's Ben Graham and Gerard Waitley, and I think we have Gerard on the line with us right now. How you doing? Izzy, Campy, hello. I've just walked into the stadium, State <laughs> Farm Arena here in Phoenix. So I'm walking around the concourse now towards our broadcast box, and you're going to be with me as I get my first glimpse at the field. But uh, what is it? it, it the, the pre-game shows here have been underway 
uh, since before 8am this morning. I flipped the telly on and they were already broadcasting. So that was three hours oh. ago. So they'll do a solid seven hours of, of countdown to the, the biggest game in America. And there is, um, there's, like I must tell you, there's an incredible vibe here in Phoenix. So this week, while we've been here, Kevin Durant got traded here to the Suns and his merchandise <laughs> goes on sale today. And that's a major event. Wow. The Golf, the Phoenix Open, the Waste Management Phoenix Open, which is one of the iconic mm. tournaments of the year. We went there yesterday. There were 220,000 people on courses, uh, like wow. nothing I've ever seen in, in terms of a golf event. And then they've got the main event, which is the, the Super Bowl. It's a, it's a week to be uh, in Arizona. I was lucky enough a few years ago to go to the Waste Management straight to Miami for the Super Bowl when the 49ers lost <laughs> to the Chiefs. So it is a week to be over there, Gerard. Look, tell us, do you, do you get nervous? Do you get nervous the morning before calling the Super Bowl? Is there anything you can't do? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I do feel just a little bit nervous. Mainly, I feel exci- I feel the excitement of it, so... The magnitude of it, the the immensity of it, it's just bigger than anything else that I get to go to. And the only thing I think that rivals it is is the Olympics, the 100 metres final at the Olympics Mm. for men. And those years where Usain Bolt ran in those and I was in those cities for each of those. Um, That's the only thing where the the, um, environment crackles and the build-up to it. There's this incredible countdown and then everybody's funneled in the same direction. It's it's quite a brilliant setup here where it's a, a host city. So there's three parties involved in a Super Bowl. There's the two competing teams and the host city. And the host city feels a, a tremendous sense of pride and responsibility that they get to host the game. It's the third time that it's been in this stadium, which I'm just getting a look at the field now. It's absolutely glorious. We're down the end where the, the Chiefs <laughs> zone has been painted and the Eagles at the far end, and there's this mega screen. So from our broadcast position, we'll look at a mega screen at the at the opposite end, and Aaron Sipos's image is up there right now. So he's the Australian punter who's won his place oh. back in the Eagles team. So, yeah, there, there's this, this huge collective ownership over the events, and you can feel it from the moment that you land here, and it builds, I feel like it builds exponentially day on day, and then... The, the lot around the stadium today has all what they call the tailgates, parties, concerts. And while there's about 70,000 people inside, there's usually about 200,000 people in the precinct just wanting to feel part of it uh, in the hours before kickoff. Hey, Gerard, I know Ben's with you there, mate, but if you ever need a shotgun and you want a Kiwi voice added to that NFL <laughs> next year, yeah. give us a yell, mate. I'll come over there. Uh, we got the Philly captain on later on in the show. What, what's the fans been like? Who's the most passionate fans here, Philly or KC? Nah, Philly. So I got uh, I got told a, a breakdown today that 23% of the tickets have been sold in Philly and 7% of the tickets have been sold wow. in Kansas City. So the, And that's been visually, in what we've seen, that's been really obviously the case. There are more Eagles fans here. They are rabid fans. Uh, my first Super Bowl was when they won in Super Bowl 52, and uh, they beat the Patriots, and that was unforgettable. Uh, and then I had the good fortune earlier this year to, to go to Kansas City for a Monday night game and, and see that fan base in its natural environment. They, they hold the 
record for the loudest roar in NFL history. It's a decibel level, which is one of those jealously guarded and quite silly measures. But they have um, they sort of got a sculpture dedicated to it that they're not to be beaten. So they're they're intense in their own way, but they're not travelling in as big a numbers as the Philly fans who are. So they live their underdog status. They they draw on the, the, the Rocky connection, the fact that they have a statue of Rocky in their setup. Their coach plays heavily to that. He said ahead of the championship game that the night before he was watching watching Rocky Four and that's the music that he relies on and they want them to be they want them to be underdogs and to be tough and hard and, and their fans are pretty unrelenting. In fact I was told the story that they, they put a uh, they put a cell, a lockup, in the basement of their stadium so that they could arrest and process those fans who were the wrong side of it all in the stadium before bailing them out and sending them on their way. So it was a one-stop cop shop as well as uh, as well as a football stadium. R- ridiculous, really, when you think about it. Oh, let's talk about the game itself. What, what's your gut leaning towards and what have been the main storylines leading into this week? So I think there's there's an acceptance that the Eagles are the best team, a collective, mm. but there's an acknowledgement that Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, the quarterback for the Chiefs, is the best player. And then it becomes a, a question of, in sport, what do you believe in? Do you believe in the, the Superman player or do you believe in, in the overall setup? So we're going to have a real case study of that today. They have incredibly similar records throughout the year. In fact, they have scored the exact same number of points to lead the league. So uh, there's a lot that you can't separate them on. They've got lovely linkage as the Kelsey brothers are playing in a game on either sides. That's the first time it's happened. Andy Reid is uh, the most successful coach in Eagles history, and he's about to become the most successful coach in Chiefs history. So He's, um, he's the man on one side of it with a, with a great connection to both teams. Um, yeah, so there, there's also the most dissected games that you could ever imagine. And the more you watch, the more you read, the more detailed and layered the, the statistics get. But um, that, that counts for something, but it doesn't dictate everything once the game starts. On both sides of the ball, the Eagles are flying at the moment. But defensively, they have been on point throughout this tournament, throughout this competition. So how does how does Patrick Mahomes, we know how important he is to this Kansas City Chiefs and his connection with Travis Kelsey at tight end. We know that's going to be where they're going to be attacking. But how does Patty Mahomes unlock this defence? Running game, throwing game, getting out of the pocket, what is it? I think it'll be his throwing game, but he's going to have to improvise. They've got a lot of injuries in their wide receiving core. So you mentioned Kelsey, and, and he really does shape as he's the he's the player that Mahomes will most trust and will most rely on, I'm sure, in the game. Uh, yeah, is the Eagles have been masters of the sack throughout the year, so they've been able to get to the quarterback. And, in fact, you have to go back decades to the Chicago Bears teams who were... Um, who are almost infamous for the way that they could rough up the quarterbacks. It's, that's what the Eagles will be trying to do. So Mahomes will have to get a lot of protection from his O-line. And that's what failed when they got thrashed by the Buccaneers a, a couple of years ago, is Mahomes spent his whole day going backwards because he couldn't get mm-hmm. any protection. And he finished that game without a touchdown and with two interceptions. And 
Um, he didn't play horribly. It was it was they got totally overwhelmed by the defense coming at them. So that's on the Chiefs' offensive line to be able to provide him protection and time. And if Mahomes has time, Mahomes will win the game. So I feel like if you're going to boil it that down to one equation, it's what you've identified there. MVP in my books, uh, mate. What about Andy Reid? I've, I was looking at the stats of, as a coach, like coming through as a quarterback coach. He obviously works really well on the success that the quarterbacks have had. But the coaches that have gone through under Andy Reid and had some success as well, if he wins this one, Andy Reid, does it define him as probably one of the best ever in, in the NFL? Yes, yes. He's starting to have the raw numbers to back that up anyway, and um, if Belichick is the great defensive coach of the era, then Reed is starting to be recognised as the great offensive coach of the era. To have the record across two teams, he got so close with the Eagles, but he ultimately uh, couldn't win it with them. Um, I think there's a bit, there's a lot of legacy at play in all of these sorts of games, and there's definitely legacy here. Um, Reed is uh, so fondly regarded, I think. In the, in the annals and the history of the game. And, and if he adds a second Super Bowl today, then even more so, that would vault him even more so. What about Paddy Mahomes? I oh, know he's been dealing with a high ankle sprain and, and we know the NFL and the magical formulas that they, 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 they seem to come up with to get these players through their performance. Has there been much chat about Paddy Mahomes and his ankle? Yes, yes, I think it, it totally dominated all discussions on the way to the championship <laughs> game, and uh, he was obviously hobbled to a degree, but but he found his way to to overcome that, including a scrambled run at the end, which is the only reason that they're here. So uh, that yeah. yes, I would suggest to you that there's been an obsession with that over time, but this week it's been less so. So he's clearly overcome it to a degree. A training where he's been relatively unimpeded. I'm sure he won't be quite as dynamic and mobile as he would be fully fit but it's three weeks mm. on from it now so yeah clearly had an impact in that first game i expect it will have uh, he, he will have figured out how to how to play within whatever limitations he's privately experiencing all right should we expect a high score in a fair and who are you backing yeah i feel like we should i think it'll be I think the winner will be in the 30s and maybe the loser will be in the high 20s. That, that's sort of where I, I've pitched, maybe sort of something like 27, 33. Um, and I do have a leaning towards Mahomes uh, just as a judgment call. I'd love to see the Eagles win as Australia has had two players in Super Bowls previously. One of those is Ben Graham, who's going to be with me. Uh, we've got two in this game and we haven't had a winner yeah, so if the Eagles win, it's a, it's a really big moment in the history of Australian sports. So my heart is drawn that way. But, um, yeah, I, I am a bit of a devotee for my home. So if you nail me down to a pick, that's where I am. <laughs> uh, I was lucky enough to witness him lift his first ever Super Bowl. So I'm hoping he can get it done yeah. today as well, mate. Ben Graham over there with Gerard Waitley. And they are calling it live here on SCNZ. We appreciate your time, mate. Thanks so much. Enjoy the occasion, you lucky bugger. How good. <laughs> yes, yes, and hopefully we're able to put you right in the middle of it with that, with the sense of it. So have a great day, lads. Thanks a lot. Thank you. There they are, the team over in, with SEN and SENZ calling it live here. And he is a wonderful voice for all sport. He does it all. Very, very clever. And that, Loves and the sport. Very intelligent with it. Knows, very knowledgeable. 
And, um, mate, oh, what a game. I can't I, wait. I was just going to say, Izzy, and they do it really well at the stadium. So when I went over there and did my study tour going through the San Diego Chargers, um, I got to do the press box, so the commentary press box. And, mate, so they go in there, they put them all in these seats, all the press, and they're doing the commentaries and all the journalists are doing the things, and every single play is read out. So they actually don't have to do anything. They sit there eating pizzas, drinking beer, and the and a, and, a, and a woman's voice comes on and says, "That's Izzy Dag. He's just ran for ten meters. He's twenty six out of out of uh, Hawks Bay, and gives you every detail. So you could actually have a blindfold on and lie back in the rocking chair, and all your work's being done for you. So they do it different, you know, like seven hour build up. Mm. What about that? That's an event. Oh, it's that's it's so good. And Brett's come through and just said. Can I just be a little bit humble about my nah, my moment when I went over? Like, I'll tell you a little bit. Yeah, it is a beautiful event. It is so good. Like, you, you, you get to the stadium, they go to the boot parties before the game, and, and you're just walking around. And they do all these silent auctions, actually. And one of the one of the guys I went with last last time we were out there, and we were, you know, Robbie Farrell was there because he runs that tourism company. So he always takes... Uh, pundits over to the Super Bowl and Jonathan Thurston. So we're having a good catch up with all the, the league boys before and it was good. And uh, one of the guys, he actually, you go around this little boot area and they've got all these memorabilia up and signed um, helmets and signed jerseys and whatever you can think of. And there's some awesome gets you can, if you're a sports fan, and you love that kind of stuff, go there and, and you'll see it all. But he actually put his name down for the silent auction for a signed OJ Simpson helmet. Anyway, he gets home. A couple of months later, this helmet arrives at his house. He won the silent auction with OJ Simpson signed helmet. And he was like, oh, no, I actually won it. So he couldn't believe it. Oh, it's such an event. Such an event. That was J-Lo, Shakira's halftime. And uh, Kansas City actually come from behind to beat the 49ers. Sorry, Joe. <laughs> in that Super Bowl. And... Um, and that last quarter got the job done. It was an awesome, awesome event. And if you have an opportunity to go, I know Joe from Gizzy is heading to uh, Vegas next year, and he's trying to wangle his way in there. So, Joe, maybe you have a chat to those lads and jump on that bandwagon and head <laughs> you over. Even, you didn't even <laughs> raise a smile out of Joe then when you said that. He just, gave, I know. He just looked at you and went, don't bring it up again. I know. I said, I was like, has he got his cans on? Because he kind of just looked down the barrel and like you want to jump through and have a go, but you don't want to do that. <laughs> you don't want to do that, Joey, no. It was, um, it, was a bit, it was a good weekend. It was a good weekend. And Arizona leading up with the waste management, oh, so good. Great to chat to the lads. Like I said, live here on SCNZ, the crew will give you all the action for Super Bowl. So Brett from Huntley. Just keep your SCN app on, mate, and have a wee listen. Coming up, we got off the back fence with the one and only Tony Kemp. You're listening to Izzy and Kemp before breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrance. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. Well, right, I still wonder how far can Andy Farrell take this Irish team? After the way they dominated their game, their win against the French on the weekend, it makes me wonder what the All Blacks need to do to get past some of these Northern Hemisphere teams. Or is it just a bridge too far? Well, everyone down under here is focusing on who should be the next coach of the ABs. 
The Northern, Northern Hemisphere teams are building momentum whilst tearing into each other in a quality Six Nation tournament. How good. The question is, how can we com- compete with that? Will playing in a rugby championship in a warm-up game against the Springboks at Twickenham be enough to prepare our all-black team for the World Cup? One thing is for sure. We know after watching the Six Nations that we will have to be at our very best if we are even to make the final. If we continue to take off the ball while the Northern Hemisphere teams continue to build their campaigns, we will need more than just a coaching change to have any chance of winning this World Cup. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. Yeah, it just really emphasises that a coach isn't the magical formula that they're after. Look at Wales. You know, they got Gats back on and... They've been struggling as of late. Went down and got an absolute hiding against Scotland, 35-7. That just really emphasised that. Yeah, look, it's it's Ireland's at the moment to lose. Uh, I'm just a little bit weary. There's just a little bit something inside me that just won't go out. And they, went and they went on, and I think it was before 2019, and, um, you know, they were one of the hot favourites. And just winning the World Cup, it's just different. It's just a little bit different. But at the moment... They are just showing signs that they're just the one-trick pony. The one-trick pony. They, they played them at home in Dublin. They are a force over in Dublin. We know that. And France, well, they're hosting the World Cup, so they'll be a total different kettle of fish at, at, that, at that tournament. But, mate, they aren't slowing down. They've got the right formula. And what, what I love about them, Kippy, is their variations, their innovations at the moment for the, the way that they're playing. And they've got quality players in all their important positions. They've probably got one of the best loose forwards going around, and Peter, Omah- Peter Mahoney, and um, Omani, sorry. Peter Omani, he is very, very good in that sixth position. They've got Johnny Sexton, who is playing extremely well at the real age of 36-plus. He's showing no signs of slowing down. They've got Hugo Keenan, a young winger, a uh, young fullback that is flying at the moment. They've got good quality tight forwards. They've got a halfback in Gibson Park, and then um, they've got uh, Ken, Al, Al Murray coming off the bench, and Connor Murray, and what he's been able to do the last couple of years. So they've got important players, quality players in the right positions. And the variation on their phase play attack is so good. Look at that first try. When they got a turnover, they hit the. The tight forward, the number three, the big man, and he went to go outside, and then the fullback comes from the blind hand position, Hugo Keenan, and hits that inside position. I don't know if that was a set play, but man, it worked a treat, and it bamboozled France from the outset. So, yeah, they excite me. But I'm just a little bit wary if they can go in that World Cup, knowing how difficult it is. But, mate, they're showing signs, signs, no signs of slowing down at the moment. I had a look. I just had a look at the running. Like you've got Twickenham Springboks um, leading game. Then you have got France opening game. So potentially they could lose that first one. Ireland win Group B. They got Ireland in the in the quarters. Is it? I think it is. Uh, the winner of Group B plays the second of Group A, which New Zealand's in. I think that's how I looked at it last night. So, mate, they could have them early on. It could work both ways. They can knock them both off and get through to the to the later stages or they get knocked out early that's how it looks like that's what it looks like to me are we prepared mm, it's got to be <laughs> look you got to think New Zealand France they're in pool A they'll probably go through South Africa Ireland so you got New Zealand France South Africa Ireland only two of those can go to the semi-finals yeah only two of those teams can go we could potentially be looking down at a quarterfinal exit when you got those four quality sides. And then on the other side, you got Wales, Australia, and Fiji in one pool. 
and then you've got England, Japan, and Argentina in the other. So Pool A and Pool B, oof, and you think in Pool B, they've got Scotland too. You throw Scotland in there and how, how the quality that they're playing at the moment. So, and, <laughs> oh, I hate to think it, but, mate, you think back to 207 and what we had to go through when New Zealand got knocked out of those ooh, in the quarterfinals up against France. So watch this space. Love it. Off the back fence. Double eight, double three on the temper bedpost text, text machine in reaction to Kempe's off the back fence, the All Blacks, and the quality that the Ireland are posing. Is it Ireland's to lose at the moment? There's a few messages there. We'll get to those shortly. But before then, headlines with Joe coming up. Plus a choices flooring pole to boot. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota, building and shaping the future. Morning, it's 26 to 8 here on SCNZ. Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Time for some headlines thanks to Kenard Tyre. Win a Kubota excavator with Kenard Tyre. Southampton have sacked manager Nathan Jones after just 95 days in charge of the Premier League club. The Saints remain bottom of the table after yesterday's loss to a 10 men Wolves side. Nathan becomes Southampton's shortest serving boss in the Premier League era, losing 9 of 14 matches. And uh, in football news, guys, despite ongoing threats to strike, Canada women's soccer team will return to action next week in the She Believes Cup because of the threat of facing legal action. The team was set to go on strike with immediate effect because of pay equity concerns, but the team said on Saturday that Canada soccer considered their job action to be unlawful and would take legal action against the players. So that's one to look at heading into the World Cup later this year, boys. That's your... Sports headlines, thanks to Kian Tyre. Win a 1.7 tonne Kubota excavator with Kian Tyre. Visit kiantyre.co.nz. Time for your Choices Flooring poll, boys. Choices Flooring sale, New Year's carpet on now. What do you enjoy the most about Super Bowl Monday? Is it the game? The American TV commercials? Having a nice, nice long lunch where you just disappear and don't go back to work? Or is it the halftime show? Let us know. Go to the SCNZ <laughs> app, click on Izzy and Kimby for breakfast and have your vote. That's Choices Flooring Poll. Start this year off in style at the Choices Flooring New Year's Carpet Sale. There you go, boys. Bang, Joey B. Absolutely dominating this little part of the show. Love it, brother. What, what do you enjoy? What do you enjoy about Super Bowl money? You're in your 49ers shirt and you're pretty deflated and you know, you're hoping that this year was going to be different, but the Eagles ended that run. What do you love about it? What do you love about Super Bowl Monday? Well, the funny thing is, the two times in my lifetime where the 49ers have been in the Super Bowl, I haven't really enjoyed it. Like, I've been so anxious and uncomfortable. (laughs) The game has been such a punish to watch. So, for me, it's never really the game, to be honest. Even as a a long-time NFL supporter, it's usually having a long lunch. It's usually having some beers or some food, you know, sitting around with my dad, having some Kentucky fried chicken, you know, that's the vibe. <laughs> that's that's what I, and then and then seeing the glorious halftime show, you know, and watching it with my mum. That's that's what I look forward to. So not really the game. What about you boys? You love a long lunch too, Joey. I do. I love not working, Ooh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> love a long Ah, uh, look I enjoy the the game. The game and it's and the hype, the whole lead up and you know the 
what it does to America and just really unites and brings together the passion, the patriotism that they show. I love it all, but I I, I was lucky enough to witness the halftime show. So I'm really looking forward to Rihanna's Rihanna's show this year, the halftime. And uh, there's been signs, look, you never want to say it, but this is probably be one of the one of the great ones again mm. you get to see the biggest artists in the world and you got to remember they actually pay to be a part of this they don't get paid to do the halftime show they've got to pay for their own performance because of the platform that they're on like millions and millions of viewers will watch this performance and if they nail it well they get recognized and if they butcher it like there have been a few over the few years that have butchered those halftime performances but yeah I'll probably say the halftime halftime show and, and just the game itself so there's two two options for me Kempi yeah well last last year's halftime show was absolutely superb I'm the same I like the halftime you got real good acts coming up um I like the I like the chicken wings mate I think so I think NFL Super Bowl's all about chicken wings. We're talking about it this uh, on the weekend go I was actually asked Jay if she could get a bowl of chicken wings ready for me today. So hopefully we get home this afternoon, sit down in front of the TV, and she's got her little spicy chicken wings going. Yep, watch the Super Bowl. A few little chicken wings. Oh, well, there me. you go. We'll be like Joe. Joe's on the same page with yourself. Joe from Gizzy. Morning, brothers. Cyclone Grey Barrel has arrived in Gizzy to keep me company while I watch the Eagles upset the Chiefs this afternoon. I have a smoker on with smoked pork belly, and I fill it in the Oklahoma Joe's drum smoker. Already, we'll grab a couple of buckets of KFC wings, and we are good to go. Let's go on the Eagles. How good. Oh, man, that sounds good. I can't wait to go and have a feed with you, Joe. You're a bloody outstanding chef. Whew, how good. Uh, a couple more messages coming through in regards to, uh, well, Philly Captain. He's coming up later, Zade. He's coming up later. 8.40, we're going to have a chat to Philly Captain. We'll get him on, and no doubt he'll be cooking a few. What are they? Che- cheese steaks, Kempi? A couple yep. of cheese steaks. Yep. Ready in the, put them in the... Put them in the oven and get them ready for oh, later on this we're morning. we have but- one of them. Seriously. Yeah. Where do we get those, Joe? You'd know where we get those in Auckland. I actually don't. I always make them myself. Yeah. Well, I don't. Well, mum even does. better, we don't have to get them in Auckland. Bring a couple in, boy. Come on. <laughs> no, the Harbour Bridge is closed, so <laughs> mum can't get them over, unfortunately. <laughs> you said myself. Your mum makes them. Well, myself, my mum, same person, same thing. <laughs> same, same. Oh, how good. And just regards to your off-the-back fence, uh, Kempi. Izzy, I've watched a brilliant game of rugby yesterday. France, Ireland, they smashed each other. Absolutely fabulous watching these two teams. Are brilliant. DuPont is an absolute champion of a player. I would hate to be playing the French next year. They'll be ruthless. They both have brilliant wingers. Kevin from Titarangi, yeah. DuPont is on an absolute heater at the moment. He was, was, was kind of put alongside Mbappe and the impact and the influence he's having on the game of rugby at the moment. He's young and he's already been voted player of the year. So he's getting the recognition and he is a real key cog for that unlocking that French outfit. So DuPont, very, very good. And another one quickly before we share from John. Morning, fellas. We will smoke the French at home. They will choke. We owe Ireland a towel up also, and they're playing the best rugby now. South Africa, the Smokies, I reckon. They're flying under the radar. AB's bringing it home, though. Let's get behind the boys. Cheers, John. I totally agree. Totally. South Africa are my team to pick. They're very, very clever. Rassia Rasmus, oof. He knows a few things, and that's what everyone was alluding to with Eddie Jones' departure. It's all part of the plan. That's only my prediction. Have Ireland peaked too early? 
in South Africa, flying under the radar. John, appreciate that message. Well, we're going to talk a bit of cricket shortly, Kempe, because the Northern Braves uh, destroyed and, and ruined Canterbury Kings' hearts over the weekend. So we've got Jeet Raval coming up to talk the Super Smash. Jeet, Jeet Raval, back soon. On a Monday, the 13th of February, and there's plenty happening around the sporting world, in particular a big game to boot that is live here on SCNZ. You've got Gerard Waitley and Ben Graham giving you call in the action live from State Farm Arena over in Arizona. And Arizona must be flying at the moment. They've got the waste management, they've got the Super Bowl, and they've just signed one of the best NBA basketball players in the world. You've got Kevin Durant that is playing for the Phoenix Suns. And uh, it's, oh, be a good week to be in Arizona. But no, we're down under Kempe. And oh, you know what? They've given me a wee... They've given me some ideas this morning. I might have to go put me a few ribs on the on the Oklahoma on the Oklahoma nice. uh, drum there, Joe. I've got one here too. I've used it twice, and man, it cooks some good meat. Well, someone that will hopefully cook some good meat over the weekend is our next guest because they would have been celebrating. It's been an unusual summer to say the least, but in between all of the wild weather, we've managed to witness some outstanding cricket here at home. The Northern Brave are once again your men's Super Smash champions, beating the Canterbury Kings for the second consecutive year in the final to reflect on winning yet another title as captain Jeet Raval. Morning, Jeet. Congratulations, mate. How are you feeling? Good morning, guys. Yeah, yeah, no, feeling all good. Um, they usually say the second day dust is pretty bad, isn't it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was cool. um, yeah. Second day uh, hangover, mate. Doesn't get any easier when you get a little bit older. Like, you know, we're getting old, Jeet. We can't carry on like that. But good couple of days celebrating, mate. Oh, we're just losing Jeet, uh, just breaking up a wee bit there, Jeet. So uh, we'll try and get him back on a nice wee solid phone line to talk to Super Smash Kempe. Uh They won it for the second year running at the moment, and there was plenty of sport happening over the weekend. And the Northern Brave, well, they come down here and they put on a clinic and they got the job done against a pretty solid um, Canterbury Kings side. So uh, Jeet, he sounds a little bit slow, and that's fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> recovering the <laughs> second day hangover, third day, third day hangover, that one. Um, mate, and there was a lot of sport. We haven't even touched on uh, the All-Stars game that was there as well. So yeah. we got plenty. There was plenty to talk about, which is great for the week leading up. We'll, we'll catch up on all that. Yeah, yeah, plenty happening. Oh, we got them back on the line there. Jeet, you there? Yeah, I'm here now. I'm here. All good. Oh, we can understand you're a little bit. Slow and a little bit scratchy this morning. Must have been good celebrations, eh? Are oh, you putting this on me? Are you? <laughs> <laughs> love it, love hey, it. Let's, no, no. let's talk about the game, mate. Let's talk about the game because it was a it was a great game. And at you know at ninety one for two off eleven overs, Canterbury were looking like scoring a fair bit more than they ended up on. But a great effort from the spinners got them to one hundred eleven for five of sixteen. Do you think that was a crucial point of the match? Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, we, we got a couple of early wickets and a couple of the power hitters, Chad Bowes and Kenny McClure. We, we, we got mm. them early and then they built a really nice partnership and then, you know, they just started to get some real good momentum. And it was through a really good piece of fielding. Cartonet Clark got a really good catch 
out in the deep and just sort of slowed the momentum. And then we knew that on a big size ground, it's always hard for a new batter to come in and score quickly. Um, and we've got a couple of world-class players, you know, Mitch Satner and Neil Wagner, and they've played on big stage many many occasions. So they were they were able to hold the nerve and you know execute their plans really well to slow the momentum down and restrict them to a sort of reasonably below par total, I would say. Mm. And it was one. It? it was 154 is typically a bit under par. What was your message you sent out to the lads going into the chase? Um, for us, ch- chasing was just go out there and back your instincts. You know, it was not trying to look into the score too much, play the ball as as you see it. And, and fortunately, the wicket turned out to be really nice, and the ball skidded onto the bat really well. And our, our openers, Timmy Seifert and Kartana Clark, got us off to a really good start and just allowed us to sort of bide our time to the middle a little bit and, you know, come away with a nice win at the end. Now you got a lot of depth. You've, you've rattled off a few names, Tim Seifert, Mitch Santner, you got Neil Wagner, yourself, haven't played for the Black Cats. Like, how's it been um, captaining the side with all that experience around you? Uh, it's been it's been pretty easy, to be honest. You know, uh, for us... Um, our management team has been really good in terms of giving the guys a clarity and confidence to go out there and trust their own skills. But also at the same time, there has been real good backing to say, guys, you've got 10 games, go out there and play the way you want to play, regardless of how, how well you do. And when you, when you do that, the guys get confidence in their own ability and trust in their own skills. And, and we saw that throughout the campaign, different guys stood up at various stages and and I guess that's the key to a good campaign when everybody gels at different 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 times and comes comes together and I guess that was sort of our secret so made my job really easy you know having such a good management and also all this experience around me so I was just a task guy. Wait, how difficult is it? You're only two days and then you're straight back into it you got the one day four trophy coming out you currently sit second on the table, but it'll be crucial matchup with all six teams eligible still to make the top three. How's everyone feeling going into the match? Um, yeah, no, boys are excited. We had a bit of a travel day yesterday down to Dunedin, and then we have a training this afternoon. Um, so we'll, we'll get ourselves ready, and we, we know what's coming up. And boys, boys, sort of, we, we've got a shot at making two tit- two white ball titles this season. And it's sort of not, mm. not been done before at Northern District. So uh, uh, there is no lack of, um, I guess, motivation from that regard. So I'm sure we'll give ourselves the best chance to um, qualify for the elimination final, which is on Friday, and then hopefully final on Sunday as well. And what about you, G? Like, how's your, what's your own personal goals? Obviously, you played for the Black Cats test side across five years. Are you still want to try and get back there? How do you think you're, you're tracking at the moment? Um, yeah, look, absolutely. I'm sort of in a different stage where I'm really enjoying my cricket and just enjoying nice. being part of this ND setup and and really taking as, as as it comes without getting too far ahead of myself in terms of expectations. And, and then you know, if you New Zealand is such a small country, and if you are performing well, and and through lack of performance or injury, an opportunity comes, uh, I'll I'll always be ready, and I know that I'll be better from that experience. But just it's the more the mindset that I'm carrying at the moment, which is of enjoyment and having fun. And then that can always um, lead to you know, good things if opportunity comes, I guess. So, yeah, I mm. would say never say never. And hope, there's always hope yep. while you're still playing cricket. So, yeah. Beautiful, G. Well, well done over the weekend and, and good luck coming up with the one day four trophy. No one's ever gone back to back in both formats. So, hopefully, you can get the job done, mate, and continue on that fine form with the Northern Brave. Thanks so much for your time. 
Cheers, guys. Hopefully everyone's nice and safe up north. Take care. Yeah. There he is. Jeep Raval, captain of Northern Brave, regarding that performance. We'll be back shortly. Coming up, we're going to talk UFC with Alexander K. Lee, writer for the MMA Fighting and Analyst. And he'll be talking all that performance over the weekend. And I can't wait because there's plenty to debate whether that result in the final and that main event was the right one. Plenty and many, including himself. Alexander the Great Volkanovsky reckons he got that job done, got the fight, should have got the decision to become two-weight division champion. Featherweight champion, potentially missing out on the lightweight title up against Islam Markachev. Keep those messages coming through. as a big Monday to boot because we got Super Bowl as well. And it's live here on SCNZ. Alexander K. Lee coming up. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota, building and shaping the future. Yes, welcome back. Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SCNZ. You got Joey B in the house with Robbie running all the panels and ah, doing a fine job. Great communication. You got Aroha keeping you up to date with what's going on. Gabriel, Cyclone Gabriel has hit the far north and hopefully it can push out to the ocean. And miss us all together. But the far north has been battered. So take care. Look after yourself. And uh, safety is a priority right now. Um, we're talking all things sport. And we had the lads from over in Arizona. Super Bowl Monday. Yeah, that's right. Super Bowl taking place in Arizona. And what a week to be in Arizona. you got the PGA Waste Management. Scotty Scheffler leading the way. Ricky Fowler. Hopefully he can get back to winning ways. He's one of my favorite golfers of all time. There's a couple of messages coming through. Kempi, you have to keep having your pick at 6.55. As you know, you're a household name now <laughs> at our place. Remember the words, Kempi. Happy wife, happy betting life. I've never heard that one. I love that one. <laughs> Let's keep those words firmly entrenched, Kempi. That is from your good friend, Kevi from Titarangi. So there you go, Kempi. You can't go anywhere. They want to hear your tip every single day. It's UFC 284. Did not disappoint with an incredible atmosphere inside Rack Arena in Perth. Adding to the drama of it all, Alexander Volkanovsky was unable to, unable to dethrone Islam Makachev in the main event, but he sure put on a show for the fans. There were plenty of brutal finishes on the rest of the card, and to help us break it all down is MMAfighting.com writer and analyst Alexander K. Lee. Morning, Alexander. How you doing? Going on, Izzy and Kempi. Thank, thank you for having me. Good morning to you guys. It's it's middle of the day over here in Canada uh, on Sunday, but uh, good Monday morning to you. Beautiful. Thanks so much for joining us, mate. What was your biggest takeaway from the event last night? Obviously, plenty going on in the card. Yeah, I mean, first of all, it was I think top to bottom. Uh, the 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 Perth oh. Australia crowd got a fantastic show. Uh, you know, it wasn't one of the most. You know, there was a lot of talk about the card, maybe not in getting not getting enough publicity, maybe not having enough star power. But I think they built it the right way. A lot of a lot of fighters from the Anzac region, uh, some of them performing really well, some of them not so much. But there was a lot of highlights and finishes early, and of course, the biggest takeaway: Wow, what a spectacular main event! I mean, it, I don't know if it could have gone better from an entertainment standpoint. Islam Makhachev, the lightweight champion, getting tested, pushed to the absolute limit. By the featherweight champion uh, Alexander Volkanovsky, I'm sure I know. I heard you guys think talking a little bit about uh, some of the scoring before. That's that was the big controversy. 
most of all, I hope people have come out of this with a ton of respect for both fighters. It was just such a wonderful back and forth battle, but uh, the scoring is certainly up for discussion. Uh, I'm not sure how you guys felt about it, but uh, I didn't have a huge problem. I, I'm not sure how, what 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 was like on your end watching live. Yeah, look, um, Alexander, I I had uh, I had Volkanovski winning the winning the belt basically because of his defense. You know, Mukashev normally comes out and chokes blokes out, but he couldn't get his arm around the Volk's neck um, at any stage of that fight, and he threw. I thought. The stand up, the stand up punching of Alexander was a lot better as well. So um, to say that it was a unanimous decision, that was a bit that was a bit surprising, didn't you think? I think uh, no, I'm not surprised it was unanimous. I think the one forty nine forty six score really surprised a lot of people. I didn't have an issue yeah. with it. I actually did score forty nine forty six for Makachev. I gave him the first four. The clearest Volkanovski round was the fifth round, but I also think. You can make a case for two other rounds for Volkanovski. The second round, very close. The third round, I know a lot of people right away when they were scoring live, even if they had given Makachev the first two rounds, said, oh, no, that's a Volkanovski round. So if you're looking at the fight overall, you could go two, three, and five for Volkanovski, and there's your 48-47 win for the featherweight champ. He said as much on Twitter. He tweeted later in the evening. I, he said, I rewatched the fight. Two, three, and five were mine. Well, let's have a rematch. Let's run it back again. I don't have a problem with the scoring. Um, I thought, like, I thought people, both guys, really put on a great effort. But I understand why a lot of people would lean towards Volkanovski. He's a smaller guy. He's going up and taking this enormous challenge against Makachev, who's supposed to be like the new Khabib, supposed to be invincible, uh, and he certainly did not look invincible against Alexander Volkanovski. He, he looked great. Like I said, I scored the fight for Makachev, but I think there's a lot of people who would say, "Oh, well, if they were, you know, if they really were closer in size." If there was a really like ideal lightweight version of, of of Volkanovski, then he wins that fight easily. I don't know if that's true. It's strictly hypothetical, but I think that's where a lot of fans uh, are coming from. So you look at the scoring: four of nine takedown success for Makachev um, in that fight. Mm-hmm. But it was the way he went around the ground, the groundwork. Like I, I, you usually see him dominating. But Alexander Volkanovsky was just laughing and talking to you know all the crowd and, and just you know so like I, I want to see it scored when it's dominance on the ground, not just lying there and potentially holding the dominant position. I just felt like it was you should get points for yourself if you're actually in a dominant position and you're showing signs of not actually getting choked out. Yeah, and I, th- I think that's the issue a lot of fans have. Again, I- I'm mostly fine with the current scoring system. It favors mm-hmm. offense, so it's frustrating for fans sometimes to see it. And this isn't the case in this fight. But let's say a guy goes for 10 takedowns and doesn't get any of them, gets stuffed like 10 times. That's still, it, based on the way the fights are scored, are supposed to be scored by the judges, that still doesn't give the defending fighter points. The defending fighter still has to do something. So, again, with the case of Volkanovski, just, you know, I was so impressed, like you said, Makachev has his back. That's the most dominant position you can have in all of MMA and really couldn't do anything with it. Now, for me, that doesn't mean Makachev is is losing the fight. But, I mean, the optics of it, like you said, Volkanovsky talking to him, he said later in the post fight, he was saying, like, kind of playing mind games with him, like, hey, you're not doing anything. You, you know, you're, you're the one that's tucking your head. You're the one that's, that's, that's trying to play defense while you have my back. Uh, and again, I, I don't necessarily think that should influence the scoring. But does, okay. should it influence, you know, how the fans perceive the fight and who won the fight? I mean, I, I don't blame them. It was an amazing clip, and it's it's one that's really going to go down as part of Volkanovski's highlight reel, even though he didn't win the fight. So uh, what a moment. 
Well, you look for a potential pay-per-view blockbuster. You don't look any further but before the fight, before the main event. Yeah, Rodriguez and his demolition of Josh Emmett. Mate, that makes for an interesting fight if um, Volkanovski comes back and defends his title against the new interim uh, featherweight champion. And you're here, Rodriguez. You reckon... Uh, Mate, he is a f- phenomenal fighter. His kicking ability, his unpredictableness when he fights out there, I think he could really, um, you know, really kind of just put put um, Volkanovski under a little bit of pressure. Yeah, he looks sensational. Uh, you know, yeah, years ago, he won a uh, Latin American version of the Ultimate Fighter a long time ago. Has been, if you ask anyone of, of the, the teams that he's trained with, from a very young age, he was just pegged as this prodigy. He was just people saying like, oh, there's a there's a kid from Mexico you guys don't know about. His name's Yair. And you wait till he gets to the UFC and you're really going to see something. He wins the Ultimate Fighter, has a unique style, a definite charisma about him, impresses early, and then has these weird speed up bumps, some negotiation issues, some injury things, trouble getting fights, um, just little problems here and there, some losses to really big names like Max Holloway and Frank Yeager. No shame in that. But at some point along the way, there was a lot of questions of, he's a talented kid. We all know it. Is he going to put it all together and make it? Saturday night, I, I, that's the best version of him I've ever seen. Put it all together on the feet. Wins the fight by submission. He looked complete. Definitely, if you see that version of him against Alexander Volkanovsky, when that fight happens, it'll be a real challenge for, for the featherweight champ. But I, I want to ask you guys, um, w- do you think it would have been better if they had just, I mean, like I said, main event, fantastic. Love that we got to see the fight. You guys obviously have a much better grasp of uh, what's going on on that side of the world. Do you think it still would have sold out? It still would have been a huge event if they had just done Volkanovski defending his title against Yair? Yeah, uh, totally. Yeah, for sure. He's a, he's an Aussie and, and he's got a real Kiwi influence as well on this side of the six with his um, kitty, uh, kicks, city kickboxing um, connection with um, you know Nook Berryman and, and uh, Adesanya and the crew. So, yeah, I think it would have definitely sold out. And even with that Jack um, Maladana that was fighting under on the, one of the undercards oh. and getting that, that fight done, mate, what a performance from the young boys. So it would have definitely sold out with those two big names. Yeah, I, I, and, and I think that uh, I have some colleagues at MMA Fighting who were like, oh, why are they doing the Makachev fight now? And, and again, like I said, I'm, I'm glad it turned out to not, I mean, maybe the fans weren't happy with the result, but I'm just glad the fight turned out to be a great fight. Again, both guys had their moments. Both guys look good. But I do wonder if this was a missed opportunity to have um, Volkanovski defend against Yair and have this, you know, kind of this great, uh, you know, go out and a win. Um, I, I don't think fans were necessarily super unhappy, but anytime, of course, you said, you see, you know, this massive star of the region um, lose anything, especially a close fight like that. It's going to, it's going to have at least a sour taste into people's mouths. So I don't know. I, 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 I don't, I think you can't go wrong either way, but um I tell you, they got a big fight. They got a big, and it, it doesn't get much bigger than that one. No, I think they brought it down here, Alex, because uh, of the hometown hometown crowd. You know, to give um, Ale- uh, Alexander the Great a ch- an absolute chance, and he's just missed it. So, uh, under the undercards, I know we've spoken about a, a couple of them, but his um, Madalena, the way that he won, and tougher the way that he just knocked knocked out his opponent, they they impress you at all? Yeah, it was a great showing. I mean, look, Della Madalena. I have a bit of a rule. It's like I, I, after your first three UFC fights, I need to see you step up. And they have just booked this guy perfectly. He gets first round finishes, his first three UFC fights against actually pretty decent competition. They didn't really bring him along that slowly. You know, he came into the company with a lot of hype. So they said, all right, let's give him tough tests now. 
Then he gets another step up with Randy Brown on Saturday and has a little bit of difficulty. Randy Brown is a huge welterweight, um, mm. but that's what you'd like to see. You'd like to see these up-and-coming contenders face some adversity. It's fun to see him run through people, but you want to see them face some adversity too. He works through it, finds his range, shows off that incredible striking. I think he might be... I think Jack Della Maddalena might be one of the best boxers uh, pound for pound in all of all of the UFC. He's just he's that good. Uh, and then he finishes with a submission. So showed a little bit more more of his game as well. He will. I mean, it's a tough division, but he is well on his way to competing for a UFC title. I would say by the end of 2023 or, or early 2024. Yeah, that was a classy performance. I was very, very impressed with Jack Dallop, Madalena. But we're going to go to our very own, and one that we watched closely, and we were interested to see how he got. I don't know if you caught it. It was earlier on, but young Kiwi, mm-hmm. Shane Young, was fighting on the undercard, losing to Blake Blider. What did you make of that fight, and where do you see Shane go now? Is this is his career in limbo a little bit? It's going to be tough. He's His third straight loss for Shane, um, again, a guy mm-hmm. who was faced – Really tough competition. Maybe these names don't jump out at people, but Omar Morales is, is a tough guy who's competed in two weight classes. The Ludovic Klein loss, he gave up a ton of poundage. Um, Klein came in on short notice, I believe, but still not really an excuse. He missed weight by four pounds, won by knockout. I remember uh, uh, Shane's teammate, Israel Desanya, furious, furious about the weight miss, furious that I, I don't know what the penalty was. Couldn't have been more than maybe 30%, which is a lot. But if you go on to win your fight, it kind of kind of mitigates it a lot. And again, also not mm-hmm. to mention uh, poor Shane having to, to take a first round head kick knockout. So he's lost three straight. And that in the UFC, that often will lead to a release. I don't want to say that's necessarily the case here. Uh, there was a long layoff from his last fight. It is always good to have fighters who have a regional connection. Like you said, um, uh, uh, anytime they head over to Australia or New Zealand. That's a guy you want to throw in the card. He generally puts on exciting fights as well. So I'm optimistic he mm-hmm. will remain with the promotion i'm not sure where he goes next matchmaking wise uh so uh, but again because because he's known for putting on setting fights because he's had some tough breaks like as far as the circumstances surrounding his matchups i do think they give him another chance but um it, it is tough to hold on to that ufc contract after uh, a third consecutive loss hey alexander what what's what's on on your mind at the moment the next big fight coming up you know you got um john bon jones you've got conor mcgregor with a tv program and chandler what well, is there a big fight in in your mind that you think geez i can't wait to watch that john jones Oof. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's a little bit unbelievable that he's coming back. Uh, every year, you know, since 2019, we've been saying, okay, is he coming back? Is he actually going to move to heavyweight? He's been saying, even before uh, this recent hiatus, he'd been saying, I'm oh, sorry, 2020, even before this break, he'd been saying for the longest time, I'm going to try heavyweight, I'm going to try heavyweight. His career, of course, muddled up by constant outside of the cage, legal issues, mm. some really deplorable stuff. But, you know, if, if we're just talking about his fighting career, um, how can you not be, at the very least, curious, if not excited, to see how he'll fare at a larger weight class against one of the three best heavyweights in the world? It's not Francis Ngannou, but Cyril Ghosn, an incredibly difficult challenge. This is this is not a walkover by any means for John Jones's comeback. I don't think anyone's viewing it that way. The real question is, and this kind of ties into 84, is if John Jones wins, does he immediately regain his status? as the number one pound-for-pound fighter in the world. He's sort of been the de facto answer forever. Uh, and now, again, people who who may have thought Islam's win over Alex was not the most convincing. 
if John jo- John Jones can come back from a three-year hiatus and step right back into the pound-for-pound spot. So I do wonder how people will react to that. Uh, and it's just a quick touch on McGregor and uh, Chandler. I'm a huge Upland Fighter guy. I don't know if you guys ever watched it. I know for the last 10 seasons, viewership has dwindled down to essentially nothing. <laughs> but this one should at least produce a little, a little pop of interest. Uh, and at the end, health permitting, fingers crossed these two guys fight because uh, Chandler's been wanting to call him out for a while. And when he chooses to stand and bang, He's as exciting as anyone in the sport. And we all know McGregor again, another guy with some outside the cage issues, maybe not the, the best person. But uh, when fight night rolls around, there's few that are more engaging uh, from from press conference to weigh in to fight night. And uh, I know, you know, uh, millions of eyeball, eyeballs will be tuned in. Yeah, I love booking the Conor McGregor card. The pay-per-view will fly as well. Just quickly, last one before we let you go, mate. Justin Taffer, obviously polished off Parker Porter. Could he really shake up the heavyweight division? Yeah, you know, Justin's such an interesting case because he's a bit of a late bloomer. You know, he's not even 10 professional fights yet. Has only been fighting for about five years. Uh, But when you have that kind of gift, that kind of just one-punch knockout power... It can take you a long way. This is back-to-back first-round knockouts. Parker Porter, the guy he beat, I'm, I'm sure uh, there might have been some fans in, in the building at uh, at RC Arena that maybe aren't super familiar with him. He's really tough. He's kind of your definition of a journeyman. Um, he's got great cardio, so if it had gone past the first round, uh, it would have been interesting. But I think most people, if they were predicting a tough win, it would be in the first two minutes, three minutes. Sure enough, that's what happened. Yeah, you can't question power. There's a lot of fun matchups. We did a matchmaking show earlier today, and one of the names they, that came up, I actually want to get your guys' opinion on this one. Do you think it's too soon to maybe throw him in there with uh, a Derek Lewis? Ooh, Derek Lewis. Yeah, he's been an interesting one. He <laughs> lost his last fight, didn't he? So I reckon he's, he needs to really take this, a step up. Derek Lewis will be the perfect <laughs> fight for him because he's, he's got punching power, but he needs a win. So I'd love to see that fight. Yeah, that, yeah I think that'd be big. I think that'd be big. Beautiful. Alexander Kaylee talking the MMA, the UFC 284 over the weekend. We appreciate your time, mate. All the best, and uh, thanks so much for giving us a little inside look. Volkanovsky, robbed. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. Uh, take care. Well, win or lose, he looks. Listen, win or lose, I'll tell you right now, I'll give you a hint. This week, we do pound for pound every week. He's still number one on my list. Beautiful. There you go. Thanks so much for your time, mate. You take care. There he is, Alexander K. Lee. He just reckon, yeah, well, look, it was a fair fight, and there's a fair case to to talk about those that the, the judging. And one mm. of the judges' cards was a bit out the gate, but I just, yeah, you know, I hate it when they go to the ground, and and it's kind of you haven't shown you got them to the ground, but you're not really dominating. And I could see Volkanovski talking, just saying, "Look, this is you're not going to choke me out. Let's get up and just." punch it out. But he played the right game and he knew, he just, it really surprised him. You hear the Islam's uh, comments post it, it really surprised how good uh, his defence on the ground was. Oh, the relief when he got when he got announced as the winner. You go back and have a look, mm. you go back and have a look at when the ring announcers announces uh, Makhachov getting that win, the relief on his face, he thought he'd lost that fight. You know what I mean? So, look, I don't think, I don't think uh, Volkanovski's got anything to be um, other than proud of his e- his effort because I, that's a thing I don't like about UFC. This is the one thing I don't like about UFC is when they go to ground, do nothing. 
Mm. Like that's yeah. not that's oh, not, that's, that's not fighting. You know what I mean? That's not totally what you what you what you're trying to watch and enjoy. When they go and take you to ground, and you know those guys that lie on their back and, and entice people to come in, like get up and fight. You know what I mean? It's a, it's yep. a, it's that's annoying, and I, that's the annoying part of that fight yesterday. Volkanovski saying, "Come on, man, let's stand up and bang," and uh, he just didn't want to. Makachev didn't want to have anything to do it, even though he can throw him. Like he he hit Volkanovski with a couple of beauties. Yeah, he totally did. Let's, let's hear from Paulie Moata. He's going to come up and see where the punters, if any of them, got the result of yesterday's performance at the UFC right. So, Paulie Moata coming up. Yeah, it's 8.28. We've just spoken to Alexander K. Lee about the UFC. You can go to Izzy and Kevin for breakfast and check out the podcast if you missed, missed that. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrance. It's time now for our TAB cross with Paulie Moati. Bet live on your favourite sports App, download the TAB app today. Paulie Mawadi, was it UFC, Makashoff, uh, or the great man Alexander, or was it Imperatrev, or what about that run from Sharp and Smart? Who got all the money? <laughs> the punters got all the money. I can give you the tip now. If you have a look at the results from Tarapa <laughs> on Saturday, um, it was a favourite you didn't have to look too far outside the square to find a winner. So, as you say, uh, Sharp and Smart, who was absolutely uh, superb in the Herbie Dyke, um, and looks like uh, will be going is now, I think, the um, outright favourite in the New Zealand Derby Futures book. Uh, who else did we see? Imperatres uh, in the sprint. Prowess was very, very good. So, some superb. Uh, horses going around last Saturday at Tarapa. Of course, the UFC um, with the main bout uh, going the way of the park. So there's plenty. What I'm saying is there's plenty of cash out there today um, to have a little go on the Super Bowl. Mm. Or or if you like the golf, um, you can have a little stab at the uh, Waste Management Phoenix uh, Open, which is on live right now. Uh, our current favourite, John Rahm. Uh, to win the Phoenix Open. He's paying nine. Uh, do- oh, sorry. No, that is not true. I take that back. <laughs> I, I take that back Throw now. us off the scent. Come on, Paulie. You're going to throw us off the scent. <laughs> Scotty Scheffler. Scotty Scheffler's <laughs> favourite at two twenty-five. Uh, he leads at the moment. John Rahm is at $2.60. Nick Taylor, who we just saw, Booty the sixth hole. He's at $9. One shot behind Scotty Scheffler. And Jason Day's paying $21. But it's all about the Super Bowl today. Mm. Favourite. The Philadelphia Eagles are at $1.83. The Chiefs are at $1.90. Very hard to uh, separate these two. I'll just look through. There are a number of power plays on this match. And the best back so far uh, has been each team to score one touchdown and one field goal in each half. It's paying $15. The biggest bet we've had on it, $5,000 at $15 for each team to score a touchdown and a field goal in each half. So very, very well back there. We've also got a promotion on there. Um, just place a $10 bet or more on the Super Bowl and then go to the uh, deposit page of your account. Type in SUPER as your promo code and you'll get a $10 bonus bet to use on the game. Well, what about Ooh. this is a multi oh, do, oh, Yeah, I'll do the bonus code first. <laughs> and you're 100%. <laughs> come on, Paulie. Hey, what about, what about your power plays? You're giving money away at Patrick Mahomes to have one, uh, one plus passing touchdown in each half at $1.90. You like it? <laughs> oh, mate, get on. You're not the, the only one. <laughs> you're not the only one. To be fair, I can tell you the most popular power plays are those that feature either Patrick Mahomes or Travis Kelsey or both of them. Who, who um, you go so, for, Paulie? 
look, I think the Chiefs just edged the Eagles here. I, I know this Eagles team is very, very good. Uh, and if their defence can get to Mahomes and upset uh, his rhythm, then there's certainly a big, big chance. I just think he's just a wily character. He's been to a number of these um, big games before. Uh, he knows what's expected. If that offensive line can give him a wee bit of protection, um, I think the Chiefs will be able to get up over the top of the Eagles. So they're $1.90 at the moment. You could have got them at a $10 high in the outright book uh, during the season. Uh, and the Eagles got out to $36 in the outright Super Bowl book uh, earlier this season as well. So there's plenty of uh, action, as you say. There's a few wings to be had as well. Um, <laughs> and I've, I've taken the boosted odds on Travis Kelsey to score a touchdown and the Chiefs to win 320 up to 375. Oh, there you go. That's one for me. I'm still waiting for my chicken wings. Thanks so much, Paulie Moati. <laughs> a big game later on this morning. If you want to have a wee dabble, good luck. Watch and bet live on your favourite sports at racing at tab.co.nz. Please gamble responsibly. R18, that was Paulie Moate. Good luck to all our punters out there. Coming up, we've got some headlines and we'll get our choices flooring poll results. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota, building and shaping the future. Vodafone has one awesome summer of sport lined up for you. Making SCNZ news this hour, tens of thousands of people remain without power across Auckland, Hauraki and Northland, with Northland's Mayor Vince Cockerulo urging people to stay off the road so contractors can get to the jobs. Aucklanders have been urged to stay home too as train services across the region are suspended and all domestic flights in and out of Auckland Airport have been cancelled along with some international routes. SCNZ Radio.NZ Sport next. Izzy and Kempe, powered by Kubota, and its range of construction, agriculture and implement machinery. Both the Phoenix men and women have been beaten in their latest A-League games across the Tasman. The Western Sydney Wanderers handed the Phoenix women their first defeat in four weeks, winning 1-0 at Wanderers Football Park. And the men suffered back-to-back defeats for the first time this season with a 2-1 loss at MacArthur FC. More inside 30 on SCNZ. All the big moments from the world of sport. SCNZ Radio.NZ. Weather brought to you by Crown Forklifts. There's nothing like a new crown, simply the best. Auckland weather, heavy rain, severe gale southeasterlies turning southerly tonight with gusty 120k winds on the forecast. Catch all the action from Super Bowl 57 live. Commentary kicks off at 11 this morning on SCNZ. <laughs> Morning, it's 26 to 9 here on SENZ with Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Time for some sporting headlines with Gull fueling your mission all year round. Manchester City outscored Aston Villa 3-1 to inch closer to Arsenal on the table this morning. They're now only three points behind them. England earned the first win of Steve Borthwick's tenure with a win over Italy running in six tries at Twickenham. Sorry, five. The New Zealand Breakers last night down the Jack Jumpers 88 to 68. Game two of the series is on Thursday. That's your sport headlines. Thanks to Gal Fuel and your mission. Pop into your local for some good fuel visits. 
gal.co.nz. And boys, your choices flooring poll results. The question was, what do you enjoy the most about Super Bowl Monday? Chicken wings. Kempi obviously loves the chicken wings. We know it. <laughs> well, the majority of people like the game, weirdly enough, with 38%, but it was a close one. It was a close one. <laughs> <laughs> with a long lunch in 24% and American commercials at 23 There you go, boys. That's choice for him, Paul. I'm so hungry now, so I'm going down <laughs> chicken wings. I'm so hungry. All this food's got me mouth-watering. wonder if our next guest's mouth's going to be watering. And what sort of mood is he in? Zade uh, asked from earlier. And we've got the Philly captain coming up, and he's going to go bring some good heat. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go inside. And I'm going to put my Kansas City Chiefs jumper on, Tyreek Hill, and I'm going to get into him and I'm going to wind him up. So fully captain, he'll be up and about. He's coming up next. Yeah, the Philly captain, he's here, is he ready? Jalen Hurts, gonna hurt someone like Karaki Marciano, let's go. <laughs> Come on, Kempi O, are they ready to rip in? Well, our next guest is Philadelphia's biggest sports fan, who we first caught up with back when the Phillies were taking on the Houston Astros in the World Series. He may not have gotten the result he wanted back then, but he'll have another chance to climb up and lamppost tonight if the Eagles <laughs> manage to get the job done in the Super Bowl. We are stoked that he could find some time. He's a busy, busy man. And Philly captain, he's on the line. How you doing, Cap? I'm doing pretty good. I don't know why you got to bring up the World Series today. Today's all about the Super Bowl and the Philadelphia Eagles. Today is the day we get the ring from Andy Reid. Andy Reid, all those years he was a Philadelphia Eagles coach, he promised to ring the Philadelphia. Guess what? He never gave us a ring. Never once. But today, we get a ring because he loses. And that makes me so happy. How excited are you guys to watch Philadelphia win a championship tonight? Oh, I'm pretty excited, uh, Cap. But I have to tell you, I've just gone inside and I put on my Kansas City Chiefs jersey. So I apologize. Don't <laughs> yell at me, please. Don't yell. Who's that? Is that Campy? That's Izzy. That's Izzy. That's Izzy. That's Izzy. That's Izzy. Oh, Izzy. Izzy you, gotta, you guys, I hate to tell it to you. You guys both sound the same. You both got that ridiculous accent. Nobody can understand you. <laughs> oh, Cap, Cap, I have to. Now listen, have to put no, why, why would you waste money on a kid? First off, they're very rude. They're, 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 the Andy Reid is a horrible coach. You don't root for Andy Reid. He's a general manager and a coach, which means sometimes he has to get players angry because he has to have contract negotiations. You don't root for a, you don't root for the man. Are you rooting for the man? That's someone no. like Izzy. I'm, 
No, 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 listen, listen. I, I was lucky enough to go to Super Bowl when the Kansas City Chiefs took on the 49ers. So it was either a Chiefs jersey or a 49ers jersey, and I went for the well, Chiefs. Yeah, you, nobody the wants win. to be like your boy Joe. Nobody wants to be the <laughs> ultimate loser. So I guess it's good to be wearing the Kansas City Chiefs stuff tonight. Can't you going to Cap, we didn't have yeah. a quarterback. We didn't have a quarterback that could throw. They both got injured. I mean, we should really no, play you the know game. What? You can, you, your team could have drafted as many quarterbacks as you like. You throw them on the field with this Philadelphia Eagles defense, they're going to get hurt. Guess what? Patrick Mahomes, second quarter, he's out of the game. Third quarter, I'm climbing away at post in center city, Philadelphia. Let's go, birds. <laughs> Let's go, birds. What are you up to, Cap? What, what's what's on the cards for you today? What? What's the Guess vibe what around Philly? Right now, this is, I swear to God, I'm in the middle of this field. It's called Ringing Rocks, and it's a bunch of boulders in the middle of the woods in Pennsylvania, and you hit the rocks with a hammer, and they sound like they're, they're, they're ringing bells. And... Uh, I, I, besides a crazy athlete, I'm a YouTuber and I make YouTube content about crazy places in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. So to keep my mind occupied, me and my buddies are, uh, we're, we're ringing, we're hitting rocks with a hammer, um, before the big game. It, it, it's a way to pent off energy. You know, it's a, it's a good thing. I it's can't, scenic. You can I, check, check it all out on my YouTube channel, the Philly captain. Hey Cap, do you have like a, um, like a standoff with the, with the fans? Uh, or just do the Philly Philly fans just out out sort of number the the um, the Kansas City fans? Uh, well, I'm not in Arizona, but I'll tell you this: in Philadelphia, there's a bar. It's strictly Kansas City Chief Chiefs uh, fans only, and that bar has been open for 30 years. This t- tomorrow today is the only day they've ever had to close down for safety reasons because we we are it, it, god forbid the Kansas City Chiefs win they know what would happen half of south philadelphia would go inside that bar and set it on fire we're, we're, oh. we're, we're animals we're absolute animals but we're, we're we're a fun bunch when you get to know us cat cat where's the game won and lost today mate for for the eagles where's the what Where's the game won and lost today for the Eagles, mate? Well, the, the game is won by the uh, defensive line. The defensive mm. line of the Philadelphia Eagles, you'll see that they are no match. They will they, well, they, they were so much overmatched. Not overmatched. They're better than the Kansas City Chiefs offensive line. <laughs> and and it, it's going to be a tough time. I've been, I've been partying a little bit already, boys. It's Super Bowl Sunday. And, uh, you know, it's, it's the, the, the Kansas City's uh, offensive line are no match to the Philadelphia Eagles defense. Hassan Reddick is going to not kill, but he's definitely going to hurt Patrick Mahomes by the second quarter. I uh, Nothing painful, too painful. Maybe like a, a bruised shin. That's good. Get him out of the game. We feel like we've got a connection to the Philadelphia Eagles because of Jordan Mailata, your OT, your, your most important player on the park that has to look after Jalen Hurts, mate. How much appreciation you got for Jordan Mailata? He, he, he's the reason I do your – yo, when I heard New Zealand wanted me to do an interview, I said, Jordan's people? Whatever Jordan's people want, I do. That's why I did this, the, the, your radio show, just because of Jordan. First off, I, I go to events and I've seen him with the people. He is the nicest athlete out of all the athletes I run into. 
seriously, you New Zealand people must do something right because he is so respectful to everybody, mm. even the crazy goofball fans with the face paint and stuff like that. He's he's he's, he's a stand up guy, and and what how how much of a genius was Howie Roseman, the Philadelphia Eagles general manager? How much of a of, of a move was it to steal him in the NFL draft when he did? So good. We 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 love it. We love that story. And of yeah, it's all part of their nature. He's from some Samoan heritage. They are lovely people. And uh, look, the whole of New Zealand's right behind Jordan Mailata and and what he's done. Like the Pacific influence in the NFL at the moment is huge. Uh, Cap, they've got about seventy active. Uh, Pacific Island players playing in the NFL, so they must love them. The size, 170 kilos. He's a oh, big man. Half half of the NFL and 30% of the WWE roster is New uh, or uh, <laughs> Samoan heritage. Uh, they they mm. just they grow them big out there. They're big, strong men who can knock over other men very easily, especially when they're wearing Kansas City Chiefs uniforms. <laughs> All right, Ken, how, how many cheesesteaks? Yo, you're rooting. You're rooting against <laughs> your country, man, today. Like, that's so disturbing. I'm, I'm take, a little, take I'm a little apart, turned Ken, off take me, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm an Uncle Kempy type of guy. I'm an Uncle Kempy guy, that's Good all. This is all for content because I knew you would rip me apart and this will go great on Instagram and great on YouTube. So chuck it up there, Cap. How many cheese steak Sammy's in your head? Well, we're going to probably – well, none so far, but probably we're going to probably go to a pizza place next door to my buddy's house, probably three or four. (laughs) It's it's going to be the the heart hates Super Bowl Sunday. The heart, the cholesterol (laughs) – the the way it's a bit it's not it's like thanksgiving well you guys don't have thanksgiving um it's like a really great holiday with lots of food and fun i don't know why you got you guys should all have that you guys don't have thanksgiving right you guys have thanksgiving yeah no <laughs> we have christmas what do you do no, we don't have what do you guys do in like the plenty. middle of november for... what's that we we eat plenty, Cat. We're going to go put a oh, couple of chicken oh, wings eat... on the barbecue, on the smoker. We eat plenty over here. We're good. Mince and cheese pie, okay. Cat. Mince and cheese pie. We'll have to get that you one of those. That sounds like the worst thing. Yo, yo that sounds horrible. <laughs> that sounds about as good yeah. as a Kansas City Chiefs win today. Get the hell out of here with that. That sounds horrible. Awful. All right, Cat. We're going to let you go. All but right, good boys. luck today. All we'll right. get you back on if you win. I don't get arrested. What's that? If they win, I'm going to be climbing the pole and punching a horse. Let's go, birds. <laughs> See you, Cap. Oh, oh my Lord, he kicks me up. Punching a horse and climbing the pole. Oh, Philly Captain. There he is. Check out his YouTube. Are you sure won't be disappointed with that? We're going to shoot off and come back with Ian Smith. Yes, welcome back. It's time to cross over to the Hawks Bay and have a catch up with Ian Smith. Smithy, how you doing? Oh, it's Super Bowl day. Uh, it's always a good day, isn't it, for uh, even the general oh. sporting fan. But if you know anything about uh, American football, this is your day. This is your day, is he? <laughs> this is the Why day. Is we've been talking about chicken wings. We've been talking about potential pieces of meat that we're going to put on the smoker after this, mate. You're gonna you're gonna go put some food on, have we? Watch. What is your chosen cuisine today? What are you going to put on? Well, I know what I'm having uh, because another seven blokes and I are going down to the local. To we the boat ring. This quite some time ago. 
<laughs> we put a lot of money up as a sweepstake. Two guys are playing off for the money, and the rest of us have got a lot of things to be doing, and that involves eating, drinking, and watching. So we've got jalapeno poppers. We've got the traditional hot dogs Ooh. with uh, the with the mustard and the onions, of course, and the and the sauce. Uh, we've got the chicken wings. Uh, and oh. we've got um, we've got uh, the um, the fries and and we got the bud uh, and that's lunch. <laughs> yes, yes, take that, take that, you Weight Watchers, take Beautiful. that. Beautiful. Well, you've only got two hours to go before you can shield off. So, what do you got in those two hours? Oh, I haven't even thought about that. You better think about the show, Smithy. <laughs> 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 oh, hell, I better too. Uh, we, we might do a bit of women's, cr- women's cricket, is there, and a couple of other things. <laughs> oh, much. Good, good man, Smithy. You enjoy the today. Up here, Smithy. <laughs> <laughs> the storm's up there, Smithy. The storm's up there. Go and rip into it, mate. I'm going to go rip into it and have a nice wee cold one while I watch the Super Bowl. Good luck. Cheers, bud. <laughs>